when the event takes place, not when, no, let me say, I'll just get it backwards. We rejoice when we pray about the event and we believe by faith that it's going to happen, not when we actually see it come to pass. Because we already have to see it in here and in here. Amen. I saw some kids late earlier. Alright. So, it made me think about, well, I started dreaming about actually the story about Peter walking on the water and how his faith got him out of the boat and his faith kept him walking. But do you know what didn't change when he was walking on the water? This is a QA, y'all can answer. Do you know what didn't change when he walked on the water? Everything else that was happening around him. The waves were still going, the wind was still blowing, the ship was still rocking, the people were still panicking. His trust in Jesus. But I'm saying while he was walking on the water, what didn't change was his circumstances. Oh, okay. See, all the stuff was still happening to him and at him mm -hmm. and to the guys in the boat, but he was still holding on to his faith. In Jesus, Jesus said, come, so we went. But, you know, I was talking to Pastor about it, and he, he reminded me that, you know, once he got slapped in the face by a really hard wave, but it hurt real bad, it made, it jarred him. That's what the devil does. He slaps us with something to jar us away from our faith, away from our focus of Jesus, away from using the weapons of our warfare that he has given us. So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of do it this way. I'm going to go ahead and start with um, my demonstration. We have several things up here. These are your weapons and your tools. These are what God wants you to do. Okay. I need a volunteer, Kane. You just struck mine. Come on. <laughs> You're not going to lose in this. I mean, it's good. All right. So I want you to read this. And then, not out loud. Read one. Pick one. And tell me. just tell me which one you pick. There's a reason for my madness. Which one? Well... Pick one. And there's this one. I forget it. Oh, wow. it, it. There's no wrong answer. Just pick one. Okay. Who has Mark 16, 15? Read for me. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Sharing God's word. That's one of the things we do with our faith that we took from God. He gave us faith, and then in his scripture, he said for us to go share the word, right? Amen. It takes faith to do that. It takes faith to get up and to move and to go and to speak. Now, I was talking to one of my, my youngest granddaughters, not my youngest, one of the middle granddaughters today, and I told her, I said, I recognize something in you. I used to be really shy to the point I would throw up if I was up here. I would shake. I would almost pass out. Can't tell that now, can you? But it, it's true. I was like that. Uh, even after I married him, I wouldn't talk. I, I was, mm -hmm. So it takes faith to share God's word. 
Second question for you, or should I use someone else? Which tool would you use to share the, there's four tools, which one would you use to share God's word? The knife. Now why would you choose the knife? Because he's a boy. Do what? Because he's a boy. Because he's a boy, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, which one would you really choose? This one? Now what would I do with this with that? You can split it. Okay. Now two people have got the word. What else can you do? You split it more. Four people's got the word. Split it more. So from one, you can sit there, thank you. I'm surprised you picked not. From one, eight people got the word. Because one person had faith. Then two people had faith. Then four. Then eight. Oh, should I put this down because you don't trust me with mine? He's sitting there going. He worries about me. Okay. So, but that's not the only thing this can be used for. All right, so we did that. Okay, all right, come here. Pick one besides the one he did. Well, you can pick it too. Go ahead. No, you can't pick, pick anything but that. These three. Washed in the blood, okay. First thing we did was we shared the word, right? When you share the word, do we do water baptism? Yeah. Why do we do baptism? Anybody? Why do we do water baptism? Because we're washed in the we're washed in the blood. Ephesians one and seven. I read that to you. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the richness of his grace. We're putting in this blood, because y'all didn't want red apples. I was going to do food coloring. Okay, so now that they're washed, sides so turn around. I gotta wash them all every day. That OCD thing. Then one dip it in the water. See, I only have do not. Go sit <laughs> I forgot to ask you what tool it was. Water was the tool. Yeah. Okay. Now I also need Matthew 26 and 28. Who had that one? How about 1 John 1 7? This all ties into the washing of the blood. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. 
Amen. So we're cleansed from all unrighteousness, all sin. First, we had to have faith, share the word. Mm -hmm. Then we had to get the people that we shared the word with cleansed, washed under the blood, water baptism. Rejecting the old and accepting the new is the best way to kind of paraphrase it. They go down and as one way and come up another. Mm -hmm. All right. Come here, Mitchell. <laughs> I'm giving you the complicated too. These two, and then you can. <coughs> yep, either one. Then choose your weapon. Okay, where's your weapon? What weapon would you use for that? Those four are your weapons. You would use a pill. <laughs> okay. He chose sin and sickness. Now, how are you going to use this for sin and sickness? <laughs> I, I said, these are the weapons God has laid before you to use. Oh, oh wait, it's choice? Yes. Oh! oh hey, I, I thought it was just L. No, four. So, <laughs> so um, who had 316? John 316? John 316? Yes, I told you to get it. Get it, get it. Read it. God's love of the world that he gave his own God. No, don't quote it. Read it. <laughs> the whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. John three sixteen. Read it. God's love of the world that gives only begotten Son. I said, read it. Disobedient man. <laughs> anyway, um, First Peter two and twenty four. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body. On the tree that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness. Amen. By whom stripes ye were healed. So sin and sickness through the blood. Sin is forgiven by the blood of Jesus, and sickness is healed by the blood he shed on the cross. Mm. Mm. So the blood he shed took care of sin and sickness, not the pillar. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure. It very dangerous to me. Who did I use? I've used all y'all. You're next. Come on. Come on down, Destiny. This one's going to be fun. But she's got the last one. Don't be nervous. So, which tool would you use for putting off of the old man? Okay, that is correct, since it's the only one that hadn't been used. But there's also, this is a two-parter, because this is the old man. Don't look too good, does he? Yeah, but he doesn't look so good, right? No, he does not. He looks rough. Now, also, when you get saved, um, Ephesians 4, 20, uh, 22 and 24, I'm going to read this while we demonstrate. Don't cut yourself out when you do this. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitfulness lust, deceitful lust, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. There's two tools for this. 
First, have you ever noticed how sometimes people will come to church and, and they're coming to get saved and they look kind of rough like this? And we try to, go ahead and try to clean that by peeling. Okay, do one more. She's so nervous, I'm afraid to let her do too much. Okay, that's fine. Okay, now you see this? But you, you see how much was taken off of the new man? Okay. But before you do that, what we should do is let them get washed in the blood of Jesus before we start skinning them alive. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Right. Don't, isn't there a lot of times people will get saved, come into the church, want to be saved, and before they can even get to the altar, they've done been skinned alive? So to speak, is because the washing doesn't get rid of everything. Just because you get saved, it doesn't mean that you are a hundred percent perfect. I forgot again. I'm sorry. I don't want to drip on everything, but I just realized this is going to trip. So this. But these two still look better than this, yeah? But this one. A little more sanctification. A little more sanctification. Needs a little more Jesus going at him instead of people, right? We don't need to skin this one, but guess what? He got up from the altar and he still had some dents and some dings and some bad places. I, I know that uh, for a lot of people, I'm going to wash the one that got skinned too. And so you still aren't kind of clean. So, now, here's the thing. Now, I've washed him. Let's wash him anyways. Let's put some fresh holy water on him. Still there. Can't get rid of it. You know why? I ain't mine to get rid of. I can have all the faith in the world with this little dude here. But until he goes to that altar and gets on his knees and asks God to truly cleanse him from all unrighteousness, this cleansing can't happen. No matter how much we pray or how many times we meet them at the door or we beat them up before they get to the altar and say, you know, you need to go get rid of that. You need to stop smoking. You need to stop drinking. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing that. It's not our place. It's our place to pray with them. Because without that tool, without the correct tools that God gives us, I'll show you. Now, this is God's way. Gentle, taking very little off. This is our way. Taking chunks of them with us. When we try to fix people, mm. and we try to take the stuff out, Come on now. You missed it. Mm. 
Big difference, isn't there? In the thickness of what we took from the person. We have to be careful because we can have all the faith in the world that somebody's going to get healed, and we can have take all the weapons and take all the faith stuff that God gives us. But see this one? Let me show you something. She cleaned that side of it, right? Now you know there's two sides or three sides to everybody. There's a side that the church sees. I gotta stand up there. There's a it gets tiring standing up there. The side the church sees, the side that mama sees, the side that daddy sees, the side that looks at God. Not the God the side God sees, but the side that looks at God. In the side we hide. That big old marking. And what we do is we hide it thinking we're getting away with something, but you know what? God sees it all. I freaked my teens out one night because I told them God sees you naked. He's in the shower with you, He's there when you go potty. You can't get away from Him. So if you're having a sinful thought in the bathroom or the shower, guess what? He's right there listening. So, with that being said, you think this little spot's being hid? This is my church race. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I know what I'm doing. Don't look at me like that, Pastor. Church face. It's a little smiley face. Don't pick on my coffee. Church face. <coughs> I feel terrible. I don't want to go to church. I'm going to beat you. Church face. I'm going to kill you when you get out of this church. Church face. Mm -hmm. You know, if I give you that look in church, child, you've had it when we get home. My kids knew, too. My kids knew. All I had to do was like, they were in for it. Raise that eyebrow. Mm -hmm. They'd be good. And I did it for the rock, okay, just so y'all know. I had that going on before he did. But what we do is, these are all tools. The knife, the pillar, the Bible, the water, and even the bowl. Nothing that I demonstrated tonight could be done without having faith in one of those. Excuse me. So, when we are living for God, you do put off that old man. But the first thing you do, see I didn't do these in the order. But the first thing you do is get washed in the blood. Why do we get washed in the blood? Because what? Cleanses. And because we have faith that getting saved and getting cleansed will change us. We were tired of the same old, same old. Let me put it this way. When I got saved, I was tired of the same old, same old. I got head saved, which I want to share a little bit about. You can get saved in here and never in here. Hmm. How many years? 15, 20, some odd years? That was a long time I was head saved. And I kept wondering why everything kept going wrong. Why didn't I feel any different? Why didn't I feel God? Why couldn't I hear God? He could hear him. Why couldn't I hear him? Even my kids said they heard him. Why couldn't I hear him? Because I never gave my heart to him. You can know people like this. You probably do. People who say, I'm saved. I've given my heart to Jesus. But in reality, they're as lost as the day is long. 
Just because you know it in here, Satan knows it in here. The devil knows everything you know. He was there from the beginning when God created it. Then after you get saved, I'm going to throw this one in here. Your sins are forgiven, John 3, 16. And your sicknesses are healed because you're doing it by faith. You come to him by faith. 1 Peter 2 and 24. Does anybody else smell chlorine? I do. I constantly smell chlorine. That's a real question. It was used for cleaning a while ago. Oh, okay. I was like, man, it smells like bleach. Then, after we did it all backwards, you probably noticed. Because then, we put off the old man. We get baptized, we come up the new man. Which means we come up saying, we ain't sinning no more. That joke I told yesterday, I'm never saying it again. And if anybody says it, I'll tell them to shut up. I'm not going to cuss. I'm not going to do this or do that. Because I want to be that new man. The one that Jesus talks about. And the only way to do that is by faith. Remember, we keep using our faith to take back what the devil stole from us. The devil stole time. The biggest thing he's ever stole from anyone in this room. I don't care if you're 12, 15, 16, or 100. I ain't saying y'all 100, I just ain't gonna guess you age. But my point is, it doesn't matter. There's a majority of your life that the devil has stolen. That's his job. So we want to become that new man by putting on, putting off the old man and putting on the new man. Mm -hmm. Then the very last thing we're able to do, we're not able to do this until we do it on the other, is to share that word. One becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes 16. And it goes on and on and on. Think about that. If every person you shared your word with multiplied and got saved, think what heaven gonna look like just because you went out and you decided to share God's word with someone. And I'm gonna tell you something, people are gonna make fun of you. They're gonna tell you, I don't need God, don't need that God stuff. I'm going to go to hell and have a party with Satan. That's me. Yeah. No. There ain't no partying down there. You'll burn. Anybody in here ever got burnt by four? By four. I said by four. I need to say that. But before, have you ever got burnt? Have you ever got severely burnt? Like, I had a third degree burn. Peels off in chunks. And, oh, you just, you want to curl up in a ball and cry and, Beg God to kill you because it hurts bad. I wasn't saved when it happened. I was a kid, but you know. But the point is, that's what hell's like all the time. Flesh burning constantly. Pulling off. Falling off. The agony is real. Because if it wasn't in the Bible, it wouldn't have said that um, the rich man would not have asked Abraham to let Lazarus dip his finger in water just to quench his tongue. One drop of water he begged for. And he couldn't get. But we can't do any of this. My point of this is, I'm getting back to my point. I go around and around. You've got to have the correct tools for the correct job. And I say that because I can't teach teens on Thursday night if I don't have any knowledge of this. Also, if I didn't have teenagers and raise them, I would not be good at my job. I'm just saying. 
This will represent the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word, but it cuts the devil down. The Word cuts. It defends. This is a defense tool. This Word is called a sword because it defends us from all evil. And this, thank you, Jesus, I will. All right. This, God just told me, is to peel back all the layers we lie about and have, we hide under. He uses this to peel you back. He has his own kind of peeler. Now think about that. One quick thing I want to show y'all is when you go through a carrot, in the center, there's many layers. Mm -hmm. See, the very center is the heart, and then there's layers protecting. Can you see it? I'm coming that way. But I want y'all to see this for a reason. You see what I'm talking about? The very heart of it is in the center, and how there's different layers around the, the core of the carrot. We build these up around us. We're not born this way. A carrot isn't born this thick. A carrot starts out as that little center. And over time of growing, next layer grows. And the next layer, and the next layer. We're the same. And that's why God has to have his giant pillar and go, nope, me hide behind that today. How many of you ever been upset and you just wanted to curl up and hide in your room? Mm -hmm. Dark room at that. Okay? I like my bedroom. When I don't want to be bothered, that's where I go. And I'm like, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I don't exist. God said, I'm not going to stop talking to you, which is really annoying. He don't stop talking when you want quiet. I ain't joking. I went because I was like, I need to get away. I don't want to hear nothing. And he kept saying, this is what you need to do. And I'm like, but I don't want to talk. God. This is what you're going to do. And he gave me this entire thing this afternoon to put into words what I, into action, what he had gave me in words. So when we're together alone and you hear God, take the time to listen. Because your faith is going to determine how much he has to peel back. Who's ever sliced herself with one of these? You know I did. I mean, come on, it's me. Who's ever, like, um, what do you call that, braiding? When you grate the cat, you skin the skin off? Hurts. And because it's just a thin layer. Now think about this. He does thin layers. And every time he does a thin layer, it's not much. I mean, he can see through it. But it hurts like we're dying when God peels that off of us because he's tired of us hiding. He's sick and tired of us hiding and putting gunk on ourselves to try to hide. We are not in the military. We are not camo specialists. We are not hiding in the woods trying to blend in. No, we're not. You can't put on a church face and blend in. Your cracks will start showing Everything that you hide will come forth. We're not, we're in an army for God, but we're, 
Cliff was in the Army, and he went out and played Army. Yes, I say played. Camo, blend in, try to become a tree, that kind of stuff. You know, all the stuff you see in movies. He had to do Point is, he was trying to not be discovered, correct? Don't we do that sometimes? We come in church and sit down, and we don't want God to discover us. So we'll sit next to the person we think's the holiest. We'll let God get on that person, and we'll just kind of sit here and hide behind the shadow of them. Yeah. Well, hi. I don't. I, God ain't gonna mess with me because this one's got the spirit. I'll just sit over here close to her. Oh no, she's talking in tongues. I'll get behind her. He can't. He can't hear me or see me then. He's doing a dance on stage. Good. He's got his eyes on him. He won't mess with me. Oh come on. We've all said it. I've done it. I've been in church going. God, please don't. Don't, don't call me. Don't do it. Don't do it. In a church of 500, those 300 people, we're, something's going on in our life. I went to hide. Pastor gets up on the stage. I'm way in the back. 300 some people in front of me. He says, you, and calls out the color of my shirt. He says, God likes the way you praise. I came here just to hide. He goes, no, God said keep doing what you're doing. Everybody turns and looks. Because I'm looking to see if there's somebody behind me with the same kind of shirt on. And I'm like, why do you do that to me? He said, because you came to church. I said, all right. That's what God said to me. He said, you came, I showed. It was his way of showing me that he saw me. Because I didn't feel like I was being seen. How many times have we woke up and we don't feel like we're being seen by God or anyone? Sometimes we feel invisible. You don't feel him. You think that he forgets about you. You're not important enough. Even though it's a lie from the devil, it takes a while to get there to know that it's a lie. But during that time, I felt unworthy, unloved, unwanted. I felt so dejected. For that pastor to do that, first off, blew my mind. I'm flipping out in it myself, going, All right, God, I know you're real. Now leave me be. But I just kept talking. So the next time I go, I go to a different seat. Then they give an altar call. No, I don't want to do that. God said, Get up there. I don't want to get up there. I don't want to. He said, I'm not going to leave you alone to do that. I said, so if I go, you're saying you'll leave me alone and not bug me. He goes, yes. So I come up to the altar and I lay it. Pastor and the pastor's wife and everybody just get around me and they start talking to me and start prophesying. And I'm like, we've got a problem here, God. You're tricking me again. It's funny because he does that and he knows you don't want to do it. That's when you know it's him. The minute you fight him tooth and nail, and he's and you got claw marks on the carpet where he's dragging you to the front, he does. You'll be clawing, trying to get to the back, and he's like, your body's taking you to the front because you told him one time, I'll be obedient. Anything you ask, Lord, I will do it. Made that mistake. Now look at me. Said it a couple years ago. It's like God. I don't know what you want from me. Because I didn't know what he wanted in my life. And I said, but by faith, I'm going to trust you. By faith, I'm going to live for you, and I'm going to believe in you. And then whatever you say, 
These words came out of my mouth and I couldn't get them back. Whatever you say, that I will do. Wherever you say go, that's where I'll go. Wherever you say pray, that's where I'll pray. See, you can't tell God you're willing to do something and not be willing to let go and go. Because sometimes he'll ask you some things that'll blow your mind. Y'all think I want to be a teen teacher? I got rid of my teen. My baby, 32 years old. I mean, think about it. Huh? That's what it is. I had to start over. <laughs> Do you think I wanted to teach little kids? <laughs> my baby is 32 years old. My young, oldest granddaughter is 13. I didn't want to teach the little ones. Who does nursery on Wednesdays? I hate computers, just so y'all know. I hate them with passion. Guess who does the computer work? Don't tell God you're willing to do something you ain't willing to do. That. And anybody that's ready to step up and can, can take my part, I am really, I am perfectly fine with looking aside. People are finding out. You say you can do it? Have at it. I'm happy to just be in church because that's when I get filled and washed and, and those layers get peeled back because we all get busy and accumulate layers of dirt. Layers of filth that we don't intentionally pick up. The devil throws it at you as you're walking along and it sticks to you because you're too busy to do this. Do we not live in a busy world? There ain't enough time in the day, most of us say. I think there is. I take a nap. If I can take a nap during the day, then there's enough time in the day. I've learned that. <coughs> if you can nap, there's enough time in a day because when you do it intentionally you're taking and saying I'm going to take this time I'm going to rest right now and God will give you such a rest that it gives you strength to move on and go on and do and do more you know up until this month pastor had been doing twice a week food 240 250 200 some odd boxes bringing it here me and Mrs. Bonnie out there doing this, traffic control. Oh, we'd have to move them, man. They'd go one well, they'd go one way, we'd go another. So we'd have to rearrange everybody. And so that was fun. So we got to talk to people because we'd be like, I'm sorry, but you gotta move because he's gonna be over here instead of over here. And I don't know where he is, and then he'd be late. I don't know. He said he's coming. You know, there's traffic, and then we pray with them so they wouldn't kill us. You know, they wanted to. Some people left and came back with the attitude. So I would be like, I would have to do this. I'd have to do the church smile. Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. Tell Pastor to stop going to get food. And I'd turn my back and I'd walk away and I'd grumble. And God said, You done? Nope. How about now? All right, fine, I'm done. Next week he's gonna get two loads. Hope you have fun doing that. That's what he does. You grumble about one thing, he gonna double it. Because he wants to know how willing you are to break yourself down. How are willing are we? Help me move this real quick. How willing are we to say, God, 
I want more of what makes faith work. I want more of this. How many of you are reading your weekly, daily thing? You, 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 got three, four, five. I am, I'm surprised. What I did, I'm gonna show y'all because this is a trick to help y'all. I got a highlighter and started highlighting because I forget if I read it or not. I tell you, I get busy. The devil keeps you busy. So these little things are cool because you can you can jot and do it. But here's my thing that I want to ask y'all tonight. If you could ask God right now for one thing to increase your faith, or one thing to give you peace, knowing that you're on the right track with your faith, would you be willing to ask Him for it? Well, the altars are open, and I'm going to leave it at that. If there's something you want to ask God for, it's none of my business what it is. It's between you and God. But I got something I need to ask Him about. So if anybody else does, I think I'll close <coughs> that way if that's okay with you. I will close out with these are open.